0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's bonus podcast, which is a listener question segment from all you lovely, lovely listeners. I am Michael.
1: I am a rumour that Gemma is in the building.
0: She is. She's right here. She's next to me. Everybody, it's true. Yeah, we're going to be talking. And we've got two listener questions this week, as or not this week, this month, month now, this episode, which have been sent in by you. Yes, you. You. now, now. Hopefully, it, the, ha, hopefully if, the people that
1: sent them a list now. If it wasn't you, why not? Why haven't you sent us a
0: question? That's a very good point, very good point. If you yeah. would like to have a question featured in a future listener question segment, just email it to us at conversationtree at gmail.com and you never know, we might pick it. We might so, do. So let's start off with a question from Clara. Clara. Gemma, what would a nice you like name. To, would you like to read out Clara's email question, please?
1: Clara would like to know if you could make a Downton Abbey style period drama casting any characters you like from Coronation Street, who would you cast? And what would be their roles? Good question,
0: good. We just we've just been finishing watching um Wednesday's Coronation Street, haven't we? And Faye had a bit of a period drama yep. of her own today. Yep. So and that'd be very topical. One too. She said yeah. she does know what's going on in Kerry with all the all the pregnancies and the not pregnancies and everything.
1: Something in the water. This
0: is also very topical because the new Downton Abbey film is coming out this month, isn't it? Oh, what's going to happen? Go and see Downton Two.
1: Have yeah, Downton Two. You seen Downton much two. of
0: it? Have you seen any previews or trailers? No, or I don't want to spoil I, it. I watched a trailer I'm... the other day, and it's quite good.
1: No, I don't want what. I don't even know what what could it possibly be about.
0: What can top the king and queen visiting for the first? Nothing. There's film. nothing
1: as good as that.
0: Well, well just I think it... what could top it is Coronation Street characters or genre. no. I was gonna
1: say, is it World War Two?
0: No, they haven't skipped that far. <laughs> now I I'm not usually a fan of the period dramas, although you did get me into Downton eventually, didn't you? I
1: made you, yeah.
0: You you'd watched like a good half of it or something, had not you? <sighs> so much Before fun. I was watching it, and uh, yeah, it's good stuff. But we also what other kind of things. Did you watch a bit of Upstairs, Downstairs or something? Sometimes... I remember watching something like that with your mum and dad once... Quite often we'll go around Gemma's parents' house and they're in the middle of just binging.
1: Yeah, some... some mega... Thing. Like Victorian farm like, or... and, and
0: I mean like all day. Yeah. Every day for a week or yeah. whatever.
1: It's usually Doctor Who.
0: It is usually, that's not so bad. Or the Lord of the
1: Rings trilogy.
0: Mm. Do did you, did you like that sort of thing? Do you like your turn of the century? Rich people, poor people kind not of stuff Not as shit? much
1: as people would imagine, I think. Oh, okay. Um... I just really love Downton Abbey because of all the drama.
0: Yes, and and we've had some ex Curry people actually. Twists. We've had some ex Curry people yeah. on haven't we? we've got some down. very
1: big roles.
0: Liam Connor, Zoe yeah. Tattersall.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, Dr. Gadass. <laughs>
1: yes, that's right. Dr. Gadas
0: has been on Downton. She was the she? mother
1: of a waif or something. Something
0: like that, yeah. Now, so we, we've been asked by Clara to put some Curry characters into the roles of um, Downton style programmes. So we're looking at the kind of characters, the kind of roles that are in. Um, these kind of period um, productions. And um, we put curry people there. Now, Clara also suggested a few, didn't she, in her email. She said that Bernie could be a cook, or it depends where we want to go. She said maybe we want to go down the easy route, where the more obvious, like Bernie being a a jolly cook, or maybe she could be a rich auntie who is constantly embarrassing everyone at social engagements because she's so uncouth, but she's actually a rich widow who all the family have to keep in favour. So I guess we can maybe look for a few... Options here. So, so
1: what's the um, she's a rich widow, but she's yeah. So
0: she's she's an she's a very important in uh, in the class in society, but everybody. I can imagine
1: her. her, Oh no, I can imagine her being like the eccentric widow of a man, like a super rich man who married the maid, Mm. right? Um, and everyone was against it and then he died and she's kind of left and they can't get rid of her because they're all trying to get into the will <laughs> and um, uh, she's just she's just like you know have, have you have you heard the news from London and they're like what and then she puts her arm under in her, her hand in her armpit and makes a fart noise and everyone's <laughs> like oh how funny I think Jane
0: would get that rolled down to her too
1: I think she'd be fabulous like that don't you like
0: <laughs> So we we're, we're not casting corey actors, are we? We're literally transplanting the char- the, the characters, the characters yeah. into the program. Cuz I would like do,
1: I would hope that the actors could play any role.
0: course, of course. Of course. Of course. So these these um kind of shows often have fairly tropey sort of characters, don't they? You got your you got your um your, your lords well, and the ladies. You know,
1: yeah. Yeah, there's the sorry.
0: Oh no, I was going to say you got like the 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 young woman who um wants to who feels constrained by the shackles of the um the, the, the class system Michael. that she's that she's been as we all do still and she wants to break free from all. She that. She probably
1: yearned for the year twenty twenty two and women didn't have to worry about makeup and dresses.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got your you got your charming suitors that come around and and whisk the the ladies well, away got. to better life. You got your your bookish ones. You got your snooty ones. You got your you got your maids, your little your loyal, innocent, mousy maids. And
1: you got your like maybe
0: you got a secret. Your,
1: your fiery maids. Yeah. You got your you've got your um your dour but uh, sensitive underneath mm. like mysterious kind of Mr Darcy uh types. Yeah. You've got your your savvy You've
0: got your bolshy cooks. Oh yeah, yeah. You got your your um you like your it that who who is housekeeper who's very like by the rules. No nonsense. Yeah.
1: But secretly likes a giggle every now and then.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Run yeah. a tight ship here. Um, We've got butlers. Oh, yes, definitely. We yeah. need to give butlers. They're
1: either... They're either. Like, I've, I'm, I'm going to bluster through, but you know, I actually am a good underneath it all. I just have mm. to follow the rules yeah. like a slave. Or you've got the absolute asshole snooty snoots snoots who you have to hide from mm. and uh, not let them find out all the shenanigans that are going on downstairs.
0: Right. So, who's going to be our lord and lady of the manor? Who do you think? I mean, again, we're just curry, current curry cast, or are we going to stretch back? Because, I mean, I. I I'm thinking I'll... like maybe Annie Walker she she saw herself Ooh. as being the lady of the manor didn't she um,
1: also are we going to do like a Bridgerton style not that I have seen enough of it to know how they treat this but you know it doesn't matter um, what race you are we're not going to constrain everything oh, yeah, just no. to white people it can be whoever
0: exactly all are welcome
1: all are welcome our, in our
0: in our manor roof in our
1: wonderful Corrie what, what should we call it Coronation Abbey
0: <laughs> yeah um
1: Um, so you want you want annie walker don't know no i'll tell you who annie walker is annie walker is the aunt Mm. who comes to town no comes to the country house from from london and she's a snooty snoo and the you know our our heroine our plucky young heroine Mm. um is rude to her and everyone's aghast at how awful she is but then she actually kind of likes being um being, you know, stood up against and she's like, Ew one has Chatspa for such a young woman it might not serve your husband well, but no doubt you will find use for it in your life. That's kind of, you know yeah, what I mean? That yeah. that's definitely a, a, a trope, isn't it? I that think, the aunt who gets yeah, won I'd, over
0: I quite like our Lord and Lady to be maybe a bit younger. I mean, do we do we just do we look go for the for the Jenny Bradleys as being the lady of the manor? Oh, I know who I want. Who?
1: I want Dev.
0: Dev. I want Dev reckon? to be
1: like the weirdly eccentric, like Papa's upstairs tinkering with his machines again. What will happen to the family if he doesn't concentrate on the affairs of politics?
0: That sounds just like what Dev would say.
1: No, that's that's the woman of the house or the the daughter saying Papa's up.
0: Oh You I know, see.
1: Dev could be like this eccentric kind of um victorian inventor who's always coming up with weird things and they're having a banquet and he comes downstairs in the middle with like a, a like a smoking machine going i've invented electricity <laughs> no, no, I, well, we've already I, got I see it.
0: deb as being more the suave uh, uh foreign prince or something who's come in from uh, across the desert and or mr farouk yeah yeah and and come to to to, to whisk away one of the one of the ladies no
1: he's more like the buffoon buffoonish suitor who is at the ball Mm. and all the ladies are trying to avoid him and he's like madam can i mark your dance card and they're like no i don't think so and he thinks he's getting all the ladies but actually he's just freaking them all out
0: i I, i'd rather cast him as being a, a suitor yeah rather than the actual lord of the manor. like he
1: he thinks he's all that and like at one point the the parents of the of our heroine are trying I don't know who this heroine is is try are trying to like hook her up with with Dev and because he's super rich and loaded mm. but she she doesn't want to own. I have
0: seven shops <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah He's a rich merchant from India
0: <laughs> exactly exactly um so so uh, that's so uh, a, a we're lord. not really making
1: much of them um, it doesn't it doesn't matter we're we're being very scattered gun about this. um. Daniel he... Osborne is such a flipping Mister Darcy he, type. Isn't yeah, he? he's
0: the fop, isn't he? No,
1: he's not the fop. You know what a fop is? No. A fop is like a dandy. Do not a dandy. <laughs> a f- you know, he's like he's like a silly kind of airheaded man. Oh, okay, who, no, okay, no, like, I didn't mean that. He likes to have a nice
0: ankle. Okay, he'd he de- he'd be he'd be the the charmer at the ball.
1: He'd be the one be who the quietly, okay prince. no no no, he'd be the one who quietly stands against the wall and refuses to dance and everyone's like, "What? What is wrong with young Mr. Osborne?" His wife died young and left him with a child to care for. But how does he make his own dinner? I do not know, <laughs> but he is an eligible young bachelor of the Barlow family.
0: Yes, perfect. I think that, that <laughs> And
1: all the sweet. women are trying to get him, but he, they don't understand because they don't like poetry. <laughs> and he reads you poetry <laughs> and that's his like and something. he walks around the, the lawn with a book in his hand going Oh if the prose is no good since my dear Sinead parted from this world.
0: Can we can we have Sally as the lady of the manor? Do you think she would fit as Sally that? Webster? Yeah. No, or I if...
1: think she'd be. I think she'd be a, oh, a housekeeper think... who thinks she's got ideas above her station. Who thinks that she's posh because she works in a posh house and she looks down on all the other servants because mm. they're not as good as she is. And she likes to shine silver and pretend it's hers, but it's not.
0: I would think that she's more in the role of somebody of uh, the the mother of. Um, a lady who's just been introduced to society or something and she's trying to to push her onto one of the young uh, like, uh, young suitors
1: who, who, Mrs. Bennett from Pride and Prejudice yes
0: I, I, I would yeah. I would think she's and and Tim's
1: Tim's you know like doesn't matter who they marry as long as we get them out of the house <laughs> yeah yeah
0: exactly I'd rather it was that um, I
1: don't know what the plot of this um Coronation Abbey is, but this it seems quite every, all over the Coronation place
0: Street, but in the past.
1: It's Coronation Street, Meets Downton Abbey meets um, Pride and Prejudice. Yeah. In back in time.
0: Okay. Um now obviously um Evelyn is she, Is she going to be the, the Aunt Violet kind of character. Yeah, she's
1: she's the um What's Dowager. Called?
0: Dowager Countess. Yeah,
1: who just has rye observations and drinks sherry.
0: Yes, I think that if, if we're going with current characters, but if not, Blanche could probably fit that role quite well as well. Oh. I, I... I
1: think Blanche is too... <laughs> it's too common. <laughs> <laughs> I think all the all the common people that a hey, you know, were dead. Yeah. I don't think they may even made it past 65 <laughs> back in those I days.
0: I don't know whether there's anybody at the moment that really fits the Lord of the Manor role.
1: I can imagine Jenny Connor as... Um, that another you know like a housekeeper or a cook or something like she's in, totally in charge of the downstairs. She she takes no prisoners, but she can have a giggle with the maids.
0: Well, can we incorporate the story that that got her together with Johnny and say that she started off as one of the downstairs people and Johnny is the Lord of the Manor because I can certainly see him there in his in his nice um, what do what are the Lords of the Manors wear? Cravats. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and, and then he and there's a secret storyline where he's having it off with the. With the housemaid.
1: Well, can't... How can you not see Ken as the Lord of the Manor? He's the OG.
0: Mm, yeah, I guess so.
1: I don't know. The thing is, there's nobody Lord really... Lord and
0: Lady Barlow. There's nobody stately
1: enough, is there?
0: No, there really isn't.
1: Everybody just has that sheen of the common man.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Because, like, if you're talking... If you're talking Downton Abbey, you've definitely got very aristocratic, very... Uh, noble and um, grandiose lord and lady, whatever their name is.
0: Mm.
1: What's their name? Who in Downton Abbey? Crawley. Crawley, that's right. Um, but then you know, when you when you think of like Pride and Prejudice, you have got the Bennets, who like flippity floppity kind of like upper middle class people who are trying to make you know their lives better, but they're kind of the impoverished aristocrats. Mm. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: But there's nobody really like that. Unless you uh, Henry Newton obviously needs to be in here somewhere.
0: Oh yeah, we've got to bring back Henry. Well we've got you've got Henry and, and Imran and, and Daniel, they're all of the uh...
1: They're all at the ball and they're all quite the eligible young gentlemen.
0: Yes. Okay. Well are we gonna go with Ken as our lord of the manor or or do we have somebody like Brian and have him being a bit of a um
1: a, a b- buffoon. A bit of an
0: income poopy buffoon sort of character, yeah. I'd say he would make
1: a brilliant lady. Who? Dr Gaddis
0: <gasps> <laughs> yeah
1: she is, She she's elegant isn't she she's totally. intelligent quiet refined dignified
0: yeah okay so we got maybe Ken and Dr Gaddis or Brian and Dr Gaddis as our lord and lady of the manor maybe I don't, I don't know. know
1: that doesn't seem like a good match does it
0: no that's really Yasmeen not
1: Yasmeen also very aristocratic mm. you know in, in her way yeah Um, she's probably um the head of a local family who's like a rival to our to our heroes. Okay. And they're always trying to one-up her, but she's just too good for them. Because mm. who, who, she's got an orangery with real orange trees in it.
0: <laughs> who do we want to have as, like... Uh, let's let's cast a cook. And I, and I know that there's not very many that we can actually go for from the Coronation Street cast, considering how many... Or kind of the characters, considering how poor a chef they actually are. I, I, I'd quite like to just uh, transplant uh, Betty. I think that Betty Williams, she'd make a pretty a nice... Homely, dumpy, kind
1: of. Well, she'd be like Mrs. What's her face?
0: Mrs. Padmore. Mrs.
1: Padmore, always moaning and bitching about everything. Yeah. That's all Betty did in the last twenty years of her life. Well, uh, you know, she came in as like quite a fun-loving dart player, and then like within years, she'd just become a crotchety old lady
0: Mm.
1: by the Phil's oldest barmaid.
0: Yeah, but she's going to
1: be a cook, is she? I I
0: think. I think. Yeah, yeah. I think. Take pluck her out of the past and put her as a cook. Yeah, butler wise. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: I think I tell you, Brian would be a good butler. Do you reckon? Yeah.
0: I um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know whether he's a bit too common for it. He's like really. Could you? There's have something... nobody
1: really aristocratic in this program. Fred uh, Elliot
0: Oh, he'd have to. Be... Oh, can't we have Fred as Lord of the Man Yeah,
1: you're right. Fred and Audrey.
0: Yes. Oh, I can see Audrey there with all the jewels dripping off of her. <laughs>
1: Going, oh, Fred, this is really boring. <laughs> I'm going home.
0: So does that make Gail one of the daughters? Um, doesn't have to, does it? I think we need some kind of late teenage, young 20, young beauties we or can something. age, We can
1: age Fred and, and Audrey down a little bit, can't we?
0: Okay, okay. So, so do we have, like, who's going to be twirling at the ball? Somebody like R. Kelly?
1: Yeah, R. Kelly's going to be there. She's going to be the better of the ball.
0: Uh, yeah um she, maria she,
1: is she our plucky heroine
0: i think she would because be because in yeah. this
1: universe she's not kicked anyone to death
0: no no and her
1: dad's not a drug dealer <laughs> he's the lord of the manor
0: have we got anyone that's... sir fred elliot <laughs> i think maybe we could have um i think I, I think asha might make quite a good daughter as well she'd be the quiet Asha's the bush, booki- bookish, the bookish one, one. <laughs>
1: yeah the bookish one and kelly's like the the rebellious what like are there any sons because you know normally there aren't are there
0: no no it's all about the ladies because the sons coming in from other rich families to go and whisk them away yeah so so we can have yeah you got you kelly you got your maria um asha maybe how many um,
1: kids have these people had
0: oh they've been at it like rabbits there's, i think you have to there's no tv yeah the sarah lou maybe summer there's plenty there what what other roles we got for apart from uh, daughters? Then do we do we say for a butler in the end who we went for? I
1: said Brian.
0: What about what about Tim? Could he be a butler?
1: Well, we've we've not really set
0: actually, this I...
1: down in stone properly at all because no. we said everybody's everything at some point or another. Yeah, well, we'll
0: make a final decision in the end just so, so Clara can get right in the script.
1: Okay, um,
0: I can see maybe like Todd as a footman, kind of the the sneaky. He's not actually in charge, but he. He thinks he's, a, but what, he, like, he knows how to get around everybody. Yeah, body. yeah,
1: to- yeah, like, like kind
0: of lurks in the I'm shadows. I'm sorry, I
1: can't remember anybody's name from *Downton Abbey*. Yeah,
0: what's the, his name? The, Fred, the,
1: Bob, George?
0: The the, the character that um, was played by Liam Connor. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Who you mean Rob James-Collier's character? I don't know. Yeah, he. I can sort of kind of put him in that role. The the sneaky footman, um, housekeeper. Who's Thomas? Gonna... Oh yeah, mate. Yeah, I think it was Thomas. I think you're right. I Think you're right. Um, have we got a, have we got a housekeeper kind of the 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 prim everything by the book?
1: I can imagine Aggie being a house a good housekeeper because she's got that maternal instinct mm. and she's good at organising and like she would be a nurse. She's everywhere in the house all at once. She does everything. Yeah, she knows how to do
0: it all. Well, the th- you said she's a nurse, but these these kind of programmes or t- or whatever also do have. Characters in that aren't in the family, so you've got to cast your vicar and your and your shopkeeper and your postman and things, don't you? So we're not going to have Aggie as the you know the local the local nurse. Or well anything. that's just too
1: obvious and boring, isn't it?
0: Sorry yeah go boring. Sean's got to, be a, got to right. be
1: a valet, I mean a valet. What do
0: they do again? Are they they the- dress you. Oh yeah, he knows. He'd be it. like,
1: "I've got you the most fabulous shirt," and then he buttons it up, and then he twirls around to go and get the cufflinks. That'd <laughs> yes, be amazing. Sean's a valet. Sean's I, a valet.
0: Valet. I agree with that. Who's that's
1: the ladies different. maid? Who's the this be the person maid? that's
0: going to be dressing Audrey. Yeah. Um,
1: Don't make Gail do it. That's too mean.
0: Yeah.
1: It's got to be somebody who's. Or um, well, how about? What?
0: Oh, but talking. Can we can we have Mary as being like the nanny?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Okay.
0: I think I think that she's she's a shoe in for that.
1: Okay. um, Um,
0: Ladies' maid. Don't know. Uh, Shona. No. Toya. I don't know. What role can we give Toya?
1: Toya's got to be in it somewhere. Toya, (laughs) I'm sorry, Toya, but you give off a bit of a spinster vibe. <laughs> yeah. Is she like the vicar's widow who lives who still lives in the church?
0: It could be, but we need to have a vicar as well, don't we? we well, gonna... she's the
1: vicar's wife then.
0: Okay, so gonna... the,
1: I'm sorry, it's the floral prince that are doing it.
0: <laughs> are we not going to pair? We... And she
1: gives advice, and she has a cup of tea. She gives him a cup of tea.
0: Yeah, yeah. Who's the vicar then? <sighs> vicar Spider. I
1: tell you what, it's not Imran.
0: It's, it's not. It's certainly no, it's not. not. Are we going to pair her up with Leonard Swindley or Ernie Bishop or something?
1: Who's <sighs> a good. Who's see this is this is the question that Coronation Street staff are now pondering. Now Imran and Toya have split up. Who Toya Who's Toya gonna... going to be with next? Yeah, it's not going to be Peter again. No, because in the show she's been like we know that. Um, uh... Oh, what's his face at the garage? Kevin. No.
0: Tyrone.
1: Tyrone fancied her when they were younger. She's been out with with Spider. He's not in the show anymore. And then she also dated or had an affair with Peter, and then it was Imran and I can't remember if there was anybody else
0: no, I'm not sure
1: um so so it's very difficult to know who to who to pair her up with mm. um nobody's good enough. What about just Billy? <laughs> he's just the vicar he can be
0: he can be the local vicar I he suppose, is really
1: I tell you what they Toyer. it is quite funny Daniel Brocklebank, I don't think he's religious I,
0: I, I believe he's not <laughs> I don't no. think I
1: don't want to talk out of time, but I don't no, I think, think he is think but he just gives clear, off this absolute vicar vibe yeah but but in a nice kind of like Hey Especially
0: with all the drug taking, and,
1: I know uh, it's shooting up heroin in church, does it? it <laughs> he just kind of gives me the 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 vibe of like, I've got a guitar in the car. Should we do a bit of a kumbaya?
0: You know what I mean? I yeah. think he
1: quite like that, wouldn't
0: he? I was thinking another kind of character that you get in these like there's because of the where it's set. There's often somebody who's a bit, a bit of an army vet. So so can we have like a Percy Sugden being there, just being very stuffy and. Um, cause he's kind of shaking his head at these these modern ways that the I don't young know girls enough about
1: about the wars of the olden times. It doesn't I think, matter. Yeah, no, but I think the idea of a veteran is a very uh, this... a rooted in a very particular time, and it, that time is is going rapidly disappearing. Because mm. you know we're of the generation where <laughs> the gr- granddads, you know, and, and older were the people that actually fought in World War Two. And that that's, you know, that's not the case anymore. So the idea of this kind of, like, honourable army veteran, I don't know. I also don't know how society perceived, you know, I think they were very pro-war back in the day, weren't they? Yeah. Like, now, there's a lot more of a diverse opinion because we know we're more educated about what's actually happening. Mm. So I don't know what a veteran...
0: No, but you're... I...
1: I'm just telling you, you're bringing a very, a very stuck-in-a-certain-period-of-time perspective of what is a veteran and applying it and i know that's the that's true for the rest of it but i don't know how true you realize that is yeah, about I that don't stereotype
0: don't know i oh, sorry um, oh i know prostitute <laughs> gotta be abby <laughs> you know, sally carmen right, loves right, loves governor. a skank
1: how about a tuppence for a roll in the hay
0: <laughs> tuppence for a look at me tuppence <laughs>
1: Oh God!
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: I, d- I don't remember the bit in Downton Abbey where they meet the prostitutes. There, there, were, there, there probably there, was a the, bit the where they was crawling. Well, with then, them oh no, then. Mrs. Crawley. She went and uh, she looked after the fallen women. And then that nurse, that maid. This is all spoiled for Downton Abbey. What you know? She she was a maid, wasn't she? And then she she became a fallen woman.
0: Oh yeah. And yes. she
1: um was with child. And then I think that was Miss. Was that Doctor Gallus's...
0: Grandson? I don't know. Well, I've just made
1: a new story, if not. How about that? (laughs) But whoever the. So, Abby used to be a maid.
0: Abby used to be a maid, maid. now she's fallen upon hard times. So,
1: who's the Mrs. Crawley? Who's the idealistic. I think that'd have to be Yasmeen, wouldn't it? The idealistic lefty antagonist of the family who. Um, is is totally uh, at odds with all of the finery, but still somehow turns up dripping with jewels yeah. to every banquet she's invited <laughs> to. The hypocrite.
0: <laughs> <laughs> can, we, can we can we put Daisy in there somewhere? As this is a modern Cory, we...
1: <sighs> Daisy's definitely a maid with ideas above her station. You reckon? Yeah, well, she, she could also that... end up being down the prosy alley.
0: Who was who that sneaky <laughs> one in series in the early series? Are though, you're thinking you... of
1: the one that wanted to be a typist.
0: No, no, no. I'm thinking of the character that paired up with Rob James Collier's character. He was oh, he was, a bit the, naughty. She
1: was the naughty. La- she was the lady's maid. So there were two ladies maids. Yeah. There was Mrs. Mrs. Bitchhead and Mrs. Um, Blondie Blue.
0: Yeah. So Daisy's definitely the Mrs. Bitchhead of them.
1: I guess you could... If you want her to be the evil Audrey's lady's maid, then she is. She's the senior... Yeah. One.
0: I think it should be good. I think it should be it should be sneaking about in the shadows trying to you know, get her own way.
1: Conniving, manipulative, Machiavellian.
0: Yeah, definitely. Definitely.
1: I'm just trying up. We got we can have
0: Adam Barlow as another suitor, can't we? Who else we got? I'm kinda of running out of ideas. Anything else? I
1: don't think we've come up with anything good. I
0: don't know whether we have either. I feel a bit disappointed in our answers with us. I think Clara is going to be very upset that we haven't come up with anything particularly good. I feel creative. like I've had
1: loads of ideas because this we got asked this ages ago. Yes. And I was talking to you about it in the car and you kept saying we're not allowed to do it yet, we're not allowed to do it yet, and now you've made us wait this long and, and suddenly oh, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about.
0: Really? Okay. Um, any any other last ones. Are we gonna hear Peter
1: Barlow's definitely a chauffeur. You reckon? Yeah, he get, you get in the back of the car and he's like...
0: He has up. been a taxi driver in the yeah. past, hasn't he? Yeah, and he'll so that, be like, oh, bits.
1: let me just give you all my wisdom. And you can't get out of the car because it's locked. You have okay. to listen to him tell you about the meaning of life.
0: Okay, fine. Um, Kirk's... Kirk's the village idiot.
1: <laughs> yeah, let's <laughs> put him in stocks and throw tomatoes at him.
0: Yeah. Um, have
1: we said we said have we said any of our all of our favourites? Oh okay. talked about most. Gemma of Winter's them. obviously a scullery maid, isn't she? Yeah. 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 We haven't really broken any um barriers here, have
0: we? Not particularly. That's alright.
1: When you said army veteran, I thought you were gonna say Gary.
0: No, no, I'm just no, I'm thinking of the um the, the, the blustering kind of old oh. doddery um I dunno, what's an old war? Crimean war? I don't know. I don't know. History. I would not
1: dare to even pretend to know.
0: What about... this can be a nice. Is um, she is she going to be working downstairs as well? Is she going to be? A, We're just
1: going right. All the women are maids. All the men are, are that's eligible how it was bachelors, not it? <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, I, I think, think Emma. Ed, she could be a she could be a plucky young maid, couldn't she?
1: I think Ed would be quite fun as a local kind of. Um like middle class man that everyone's like oh he, he works for a living can you mm. believe
0: it yeah we don't have
1: a cousin Matthew yet do we
0: Who's, who is that what did he do he
1: came in and was like I'm a new heir to the fortune and I don't agree with everything and I know what the weekend means ah uh, do you remember and then Lady Mary was like oh I hate you beast but I love you <laughs> as well let's have a baby together
0: well that could be just any of the any of the other the handsome young men da- on the show. I think we he's given Daniel David a Daniel Osborne yeah he could be Daniel
1: Daniel Daniel's like very he rebels against his dad, Ken mm. but you can tell he's completely destined to become him yeah. no matter what he does so in that way it's very much like Matthew who came in being like I don't understand all of this and he's like oh we must protect the ways of Downton Abbey
0: if we've got Audrey as the lady of the manor can we have like Stephen as being her handsome son what Canadian Stephen yeah yeah, Canadian Stephen who's been sent away abroad and now he's back in the country oh no and all of the ladies are fawning over him
1: and everyone's like how come he gets to be the the heir to the coronation Abbey fortune yes yeah and then there are like cousins and things he thought he was going to die in Canada because it's very dangerous yeah because um, they are all those rampaging seals and whales, exactly, and stuff. What else do they have? Moose.
0: Yeah. Um, you
1: can get definitely get killed by a moose. I uh, um, Carla, Carla Connor. What was she? She would, she'd be another rival family. She'd be like, ooh la la da, da la.
0: Yeah, I think I think that's about it i don't think we gave that great an answer for that we we, there's a there's a few good ones in there but it's not it's it's not so easy is it It's
1: not as easy as you think it is and if you think it's easy why don't you do it
0: mate what about somebody like tyrone i could see him being um you know somebody from a working class lad that maybe one of the rich girls falls in love with
1: oh like a yeah like forbidden fruit.
0: Yeah, and, it, and Although I
1: don't have to tell you, there's nothing particularly quite good in a
0: fight, maybe. alluring
1: about about Tyrone. No, but you know, no
0: just a, just a yeah. A, Adam a, Barlow's more that kind prominent. of like
1: bit a bit he's a bit of rough. He's, I can too, imagine he's him... too
0: handsome for that role. No
1: he is, no he would be in he'd be like in his in his britches. Rubbing down a horse in the stables. Oh
0: yeah, he'd be well, yeah. he'd be the handsome stable and they'd be like, boy.
1: Who's that? And they'd be like, and he'd go, I'm Lord Fumblebum or whatever. <laughs> and then it turned out he was actually just a stable boy, and he tricked her into giving him a good old shag around the back of the stables. And then there's just a big scandal.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay. I th- I think uh, <laughs> is that us done then? Have we have we answered that question well enough?
1: Well, what we'd need to do really is to create like. A an entire plot, and a reason for all these people to exist in what it is that they're doing, but we we haven't done any of that.
0: No, we've just, we're just kind, kind of being a bit off the cuff. If you can't tell, been this, very so.
1: very ignorant about what anybody in Downton Abbey. I think, Abbey I think this. Yeah, I think this. And what the plot I don't know of Pride and, and Prejudice actually is because I've forgotten.
0: Yeah, I think this is just telling me I don't know enough about period dramas. To and be I also, able to, oh, I have to say,
1: this. pretty much any book from that period of time is just one book to me Like I don't know what the difference is between Sense and Sensibility, Pride and Prejudice Emma, Northanger Abbey I don't know, they're Mm. all the same book
0: Jane Austen wrote them all
1: Jane Austen wrote them all, including Wuthering Heights
0: (laughs) Right, should we move on to our next question (laughs) there you go Clara, we've had a little go with it Um, hope that's okay Um, we have got another question now and this is from Now, that's a period drama name if ever I heard one. He would like to know which issues-based story on Coronation Street do we believe brought the most awareness and had the biggest effect on people's views? Now,
1: this is is a factual question that Michael can research and actually give a proper answer
0: to. I can have a go-to. I mean, I I don't know whether you can um, quantitatively measure this kind of thing, but I think... I think most people would concur that where Coronation Street's concerned, the answer is Haley's story, isn't it? The, the the transsexual on the street because that literally seems to um herald a new way of thinking in society and an acceptance in uh, for trans people that is still ongoing even today I mean we after although obviously Haley wasn't played by a, a trans actress and I think she would be these days she was so beloved and it was something that uh, and and it kind of humanized she she was such a yeah well a well-loved character that people saw trans people in a different way after Haley, and it wasn't long after the story that the, the gender recognition act was brought in and um and all uh, uh, don't you think that that seems like the most obvious answer to that one
1: that really to me feels as though it was um a taboo um that was broken by coronation street and um oftentimes soaps ride you know a crest of some kind of social movement mm. and they don't really risk anything by jumping on a bandwagon. Mm. But this, I felt, was quite a risky move. And they didn't even actually bring Hayley in originally to do any kind of trans awareness.
0: No, it was just she a was bit of a joke. joke, wasn't it? Yeah.
1: Um, And the fact the that... The
0: latest in a string of uh, embarrassing, disappointing dates for Roy or something.
1: Yeah. And the fact that they turned that character into arguably the most famous trans character in, in fiction. You mm. know, is there anybody else certainly not in british culture who is as well known
0: no no I don't as, think as, so. as a
1: trans person as Haley. yeah yeah i mean there have been historical figures who you know the thing is what your idea of what a trans person is is different depending on the culture that they're they're in because you know there have been stories about people who mm. you know yeah portrayed yeah. themselves as the opposite gender for, for certain social reasons. Yeah. But um, I, I would argue... I don't... I, I wouldn't say that she's, you know, the greatest in history because I don't think anybody outside of the UK knows who she is. Um, maybe if you're a Coronation Street fan in a different country, you do, but... Probably. Well, okay. But, you know, I think almost everybody in this country knows who Hayley is.
0: Yeah, I, I would say so. I think that she's definitely a, an icon and, of trans culture.
1: And I don't think that I can console. say... Anything. I don't even think it's been that common to have a trans character in your television program until the last five years or so.
0: Yeah. No. Definitely. We're and it's funny because increased... she was a
1: massive trailblazer, and then it was kind of crickets after that, wasn't it? Mm. No. Nobody went. Oh, we need. To, you know. Oh, we need to make a Jump gouge. on that bang. Yeah. Again. I feel like Haley was definitely um, a very sensitive, nuanced and honest portrayal. And I think the other thing about it that Coronation Street could not do now is to really get inside the nitty-gritty of how people honestly react to trans people. I think that they would whitewash it all now and pretend and have... Very un- innocuous, unoffensive kind of questions, and act like it's the worst thing they've ever heard. Yeah, people back were in 98, to people her were... face calling her a man. Yeah, and like say you can't go in the toilets, and you know, oh, we don't want to, we don't want to hang around with you, or you know, you and Roy are just gay. You mm. know, they would never challenge, challenge, um, or interrogate uh, somebody like that on television now. And there's arguments for and against it, but I really think that that. Was an important part of it of us accepting Haley because you can't pretend these things aren't what people say. Mm. And when you try to kind of neuter these arguments or misrepresent them to avoid offending people, you just are a bit dishonest about about what kind of adversities people face.
0: And I think that's why soaps can yeah maybe bring about change and and why that they're, they're so good vehicles for this kind of story because you have characters that people have known and grown to to love or, or hate or whatever over over many many years yeah um
1: you could never ever doubt haley haley's sincere and honest life as a woman on mm. coronation street there was absolutely apart from the whole debacle with christian which we won't get into you know she was authentically herself, yeah, and that really I think bringing her into people's homes, making them feel affection for her and and showing us her struggles against laws that were preventing her from living her life in a, in the way that she wanted that did more for trans acceptance than anything. Mm. I can think of as a single one thing.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. Um, but I
1: could be wrong, and if somebody has a different opinion, which is probably based on an actual experience, which I don't have, please do let me know.
0: Do you think that soaps, when they have these issues, story, do you think the idea is to bring about a long-term change? Because it I think seems they'd like, bloody love it if that happened. I think they would, but it seems too often that it's just a quick... people may be talking a bit about it while the story's on but then once they've reached the climax and they move on to the next thing it gets forgotten about, doesn't it? Like, Coronation Street's had many, many uh, issues-based stories over the year, of course you know, we've had Sinead's cancer and when that happened there was an uptake in smear tests we had Aidan's suicide when that happened it sparked the busiest day on the Papyrus helpline the male rape story with David male survivor calls increased by over nearly 2,000%. But it, it doesn't feel say, like, you know, years down the line, ma- male rape is still a taboo subject, isn't it? I'm
1: going to say... Smear
0: tests are, are probably back down again.
1: I'm going to say the three biggest things that Coronation Street have ever done that sparked conversations and actually improved the lives of people who are experiencing the issue that they are portraying Are the teen pregnancy story with Sarah because it um, came around a a time when you know it was becoming an issue. I don't know why, and I wouldn't want to speculate, but I think that it helped um, kind of people understand what you know what she was going through, and it certainly brought it certainly kind of made people wake up and go, how can we stop this from happening? And perhaps kick some people into, you know, what? How can we educate young women? Can we provide them with contraception, etc.? And I don't really know enough about it because I was too young at the time to know. But I think that was what a massive storyline. That was uh, that
0: was huge, yeah. Um, Haley mm.
1: and Aiden's suicide. Because yeah. I genuinely think, but I'm going to argue here a little bit that there was already a very strong um, wave of trying to push for mental health acceptance.
0: Well, mental health acceptance has been a big thing again, especially the last five years or so, hasn't it?
1: Well, in Coronation Street and in... Yeah, in in, in real life. But I think that... um, soaps have really got this unique ability to present lots of different kind of opinions and to touch people in a way that you can't with other television they're program. also
0: very water cool though or at least they used to be more yeah. water cooler sort of programs don't they? you'd watch your half an hour episode then you talk to people at work next day about it and then there'd be another one on and then you talk about it and that's how opinions form and, and you know, things change
1: but i do i do think that that the aiden the aiden suicide story you know we had Kate Oates being on tv and um i, I think one thing how you can tell if you've caught wind you know caught the wind of change or um, provoked something in people is when people get annoyed or challenge you or find it offensive that you're even bringing the question up because i remember kate oates being on tv being kind of accused of using uh suicide as a a kind of like sensational thrill or uh trying to you know devalue it or something um obviously i don't think that that's what she was doing but i really feel like it touched a nerve Mm. And we also, I mean, we haven't, we, we've only been going for 10 years. We haven't been going as long as Coronation Street has. But of mm. all the people, of all the stories that have been on the show, Aidan's story was by far the one that we had the most number of people getting in touch with us and yeah, saying, I true. have experienced this myself. Mm. And I would love to think that um, it had a, an impact, a real significant measurable impact on people's lives yeah
0: yeah
1: um, and it was it was shocking and it was um, a bit of a taboo because I don't think that male suicide was is really was really taken that seriously
0: no I'd, I'd or even really suicide
1: in... in general honestly it was always a kind of dramatic kind of um, percussion you know a, a, a punctuation mark on the end of you know an exclamation mark at the end of a sentence or the end of a chapter of Something you know, mm.
0: I'd be very interested to see. Like you know, they always like to bring out the statistics when they, when the storyline's been on, that it calls to whatever increased by this number of percent. But then we never get to hear, you know, five years later.
1: Yeah, what? What are difference? the stats
0: now? I was actually looking at the male suicide stats when I was um, having to think about this over the weekend, and uh, annoyingly, the last official officially updated statistic for that was in 2018, which, or something, it was the, it was the year that the the storyline aired. Right. And, and it hasn't been reported since yeah. then. But I, I, I just, I wouldn't get the feeling that it has had a huge difference, unfortunately, but I don't know whether that matters. Because it's but like, I think... as long as, it, if any of these stories have stopped one person from taking their own life, or, you know, if it helps one person to to get over any situation they're in, and then they've done a good job.
1: Well, you know, as far as impact goes, when it comes to um, how many people this affects, I would say that the the male suicide and mental health affects more people than any, any other yeah. storyline. You know, 50%, you know, 49% of the people in the world are men. Hmm. Many of those people will have experienced some kind of mental health issue or depression. Um, I don't know how many of those people contemplate hurting themselves. Mm. Um, but I, d- I want to say, for myself personally, it really has changed the way I think about mental health and um, how important it is. Yeah, I think that, that that
0: one has made had an effect on me as well, I do actually. It made me that think about things in different ways. It's way.
1: kind of reset your brain. Yeah, and I think the same thing for Haley. I think that trans people were always a stupid joke, and Coronation Street was still guilty of of using trans people as a punk, as a as a, a punchline.
0: Well, we, we um, do, when Steve and Eileen yeah. went off to wherever they were, Malta was it, and yeah. Steve ended up snogging um, a, a trans person, and then that was a massive joke for a while. Yeah. that was, and this was yeah. this was long after the Haley story had come on. Yeah, exactly. I think it. it I think you're right. I think it may be a lot of these stories do change brains. people's mindset, even if it doesn't...
1: Yeah, because like I said, Because these big societal
0: changes don't happen overnight.
1: No, but trans people were a joke, used as a joke. Trans men, like, they didn't exist. And mm. trans women were like, ha ha, you kissed a bloke in a dress. You mm. know, that, that was always the joke, the stupid joke. And um, I think that it really made people stop and think, what are the struggles what do you have to go through how do people treat you and is it right or fair and um i i do think that it reset people's brains yeah
0: when i even think of things like you know the 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 nina story last year i think that maybe would have made people think a little differently from about about people from from goth subculture i think that the um definitely the Yasmin and Jeff storyline really brought the good idea of coercive control into the to the fore, which I don't think people had really heard about or talked about or or had the language to discuss that. That's kind very of true. Thing. That's a
1: very good point. Yeah, having the language to talk about what's actually happening to you.
0: Yeah. If you don't know the words then what What can you do about it? so maybe it just kind of puts the idea in people's heads i mean I suppose the problem if you're thinking about long term real tangible changes, you need to have an awful lot of people watching the show and and back in the in the days when you know over fifty percent of the country watched Coronation Street, maybe you had more of a shot of the story making a big impact um and and making obvious change and nowadays you've got you know less than ten percent of people watching it, so it's not gonna the message isn't going to get to as many people. But what you do get when these um, stories come on is you get your Kate Oates's or your, your Ian McLeod's going on the sofa with Lorraine or, or anything and getting a chance to talk about it on TV, don't and they? And the
1: actors and actresses who are uh, portraying yeah.
0: So Yeah, so, so, so I don't think that, say, you know, the Sophie Lancaster Foundation thought that, uh, that there's going to be a, a massive overnight change with the last story, but, but having having a platform to talk about it for a little bit would surely have, have made a difference. Yeah,
1: exactly. So, yeah, I
0: think I think it's more about just changing people's mindset and... Well, just planting a seed, steps. you know, of, yeah.
1: of a small idea and hope it germinates.
0: Yeah, well, you... you, you it, the, the Gender Recognition Act being introduced in 2004 after the Hayley story, which I definitely think has got a direct link to it, that sort of thing can't happen all the time. I mean, we talked well, yeah. The, the other one that did happen. I, I don't know whether this was Coronation Street linked or not, but in the year that Aidan um, took his own life in Coronation Street, later that year, a Minister for Suicide Pre- Prevention was announced in the UK for, for the first time. Is that linked to Coronation Street or is it a coincidence? I don't know if or or what you know was 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 the idea of male suicide kind of coming up being a, a hot topic
1: i would or whatever, i, I would I, say i'm not I'm not hot on it I don't know, but I'm gonna give Coronation Street a lot of credit for that particular one. I will say mental health acceptance has been pushed more and more Mm-hmm over the over the last few years but really concentrating specifically on male suicide and talking about suicide i think coronation street had a big
0: Mm.
1: push and the other thing as well is it's shane ward who was who played aiden and shane ward was already a famous person in 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 the UK.
0: Yeah, yeah. He had lots of non coronation Street was, fans from his time on The X Factor, didn't he? He was not
1: an actor before he came into the show. He was a pop star. He yeah. was a perform, you know, a, like a singer. Else. So the fact that it was Shane Ward that who did this and the fact that, you know, Aidan was such a stoic and kind of good looking, you know, that helps character, mm. made people... Pay more attention than they would have done if it had been somebody else.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Which is a kind, you know, I don't know if that's unfortunate or not, but it was a very canny decision to pick that character and that actor.
0: Yeah, definitely. And,
1: and the other thing as well is that a lot of these actors take the, the, this responsibility very seriously, and it's a credit to them how much activism they do off the show to advocate for their particular storyline, like the the who who the character um, the actor who played Nathan in the grooming storyline.
0: um yeah, he he's understand.
1: done a lot of work to try to support. Yeah, quite, quite
0: a lot of quite a lot of the actors have gone on to be patrons of charities, haven't they? Yeah. I mean, I, I, Ian Bartholomew has done work with Women's Aid. He had a single last year, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. Um, you had um, what was his name who played Charlie Stubbs? I think he also worked for for Women's Aid or, or you know, supported them as I well. I don't after know. I'm storyline. sorry. You know, you can't um, rely on me for anything. No, that's fine. Um, so that so that's that's quite good for the charities just for. Making the the small difference
1: i mean is it, I think in a way it 's sort of good that Coronation Street isn 't making enormous social changes because it kind of th- makes me think that everything 's kind of all right you know i i can 't think of anything that is so important that we have to have a a, a soap storyline to to make it right. The I, only I th- thing I can really think of that I would wish Coronation Street would do is some kind of um, pop childhood poverty or um, poverty storyline, which I think they flirted with a little bit with Gemma and Chesney, but they just can't do it. Mm. They just really cannot do it because the trouble is any storyline that relies on a lack of support is not going to work on Coronation Street because you're in a community of people that deeply care and know each other so well that you just couldn't get away with... Yeah. Um, being neglected for, for for very long. That's why Sean's storyline didn't make any sense.
0: No, I, I the, uh, one story that I wish had made a bit more of an impact was the the James Gay footballer story because I remember when that first yeah. came into the show and we were looking at the the statistics behind it and yeah. how few uh, athletes have come out ever and, and it was you know barely any was it? Yeah, you're and, right. And, and 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 that was absolutely shocking. But unfortunately, with the, the lack of time that since, the show gave it, the characters yeah. that they put into it, and and that does make a difference about really how does. much of a long-term impact the story has. The, the time that they're willing to give it and the performers there... Um, I know, just, they haven't really made... given
1: James very much time. I mean, think about how long... But, you know, it takes a long time. Think about how long Haley was in the show before... Anything but really that, that significant? That story was
0: given an awful lot of breathing yeah. space, and and this one was like, like oh, for a couple of weeks, uh, this is the this is a really important issue. But now let's is forget it, about it again.
1: And I guess the so problem the same with
0: Sean's homelessness, they didn't really, didn't really give it enough time, did they?
1: I think the problem with James, and um, you know, being a gay footballer is that it's a, a, a worldwide issue, and very maybe you can get English football fans to accept this guy is gay, get over it. It's got nothing to do with you. I don't even know why you care. But But if they play in, you know, another country, and I won't say because I don't want to accuse anybody of being (laughs) homophobic, they're not going to get that response, are they? Any kind of international football star is going to be lambasted for coming out Mm. if they play in a different country or they, you know... It's a global issue, and wouldn't, you you cannot solve that kind of problem with, with the Coronation Street story. would it, it be great, great if, if the
0: UK could be a trailblazer in um, acceptance of homosexuality in sport because of the Coronation Street story? It's if not all
1: sport, though, darling. I mean, it's, in, it's football. In, in
0: football. If this story had really had a big, long-lasting Yeah, it would have been impact, fabulous, but it's
1: impo- I'm going to say And then more impossible. people
0: sort of came out in the premiership or whatever... And then it just over the years became normalised in the same way that the, the the trans issues that Corey raised did. And then yeah, the, the UK could have been say leading the way. Then. that's there.
1: all very well and nice, and wouldn't it be wonderful? But you you're talking about something that is impossible because you you can't even get you can't. There are countries where I wouldn't even be allowed to walk, be able to walk down the road without being attacked because I'm a woman. Yeah. And if they haven't got that memo, how are they <laughs> going to get? don't be mad at gay people. Yeah. They're not, are they? They they they're not going to.
0: No. we well, speaking about different countries. I was doing a little bit more research about this and about thinking what what other kind of social impacts have soaps had abroad and um Oh. And and there are some, in some countries soap operas are specifically created to try and get these messages across to their populace where
1: It's kind of a bit like what they do with uh Sesame Street. What? Didn't they have a, a a character on Sesame Street in one in a country that had?
0: Oh yes, they AIDS. had a they had a Muppet with AIDS, didn't they? in yeah. South Africa, and it was a, I it think. was a
1: child character.
0: Yeah, it was it was a monster. It was a little little girl monster. Yeah, um, are but, they
1: Muppets? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I don't know. It was
0: it was a, it was a monster Muppet. But there, there's this one soap, um, in, in and it's a radio show in Afghanistan called New Home, New Life. And I think it's still going. I'm not sure. Um, I was reading about this in a 2009. Uh, government document called Profiling and Influence Analysis How Soap Operas Bring About Change and it's been this radio soap opera since 1994 that was written to try and get people living in Afghanistan to it was just social education really, it was the story was basically started off with these refugee families um, returning to these fictional villages in Afghanistan and it delivered very impartial social development messages on things like um, landmine awareness
1: because they don't have um, formal state education kind of Necessarily,
0: not, not not in quite the same way that uh, other more developed countries may do. No, but yeah, there were stories about watch out for the landmines, managing livestock, child development, Taliban's restrictions on women, nutrition. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. That's so, really interesting. So, so it was literally there to to teach people and what the researchers for this soap would do: it'd go around the country, finding out what issues people had or maybe what misconceptions people had and say wow. right, we will give our characters the same misconceptions and they will have a story and they will learn about it and then they went back to the same regions and said so what do you think about landmines now or bad what do they're you
1: think- bad don't stand on what them. do you
0: think about this now and, and see what's changed like an example that was given in there was they they um they went to a place where they thought that eating charcoal could be used to change the sex of an unborn baby. So they had a character in their soap doing it, eating eating charcoal did, or whatever. Did it work? Didn't work. What? No. And then they went back to the place and say, "So, what do you think about eating charcoal to change the sex of your babies?" And and more people's like, "Not no delicious and,
1: and doesn't work."
0: Um. And another another uh, example they given in there is about just uh, breastfeeding practices, for example, where um, I think there were people that thought that. Um, the the very first milk that you give a baby has got um, it, it's tainted or something I, I I don't know I can't remember oh. uh, and yeah uh, I would there's... argue not. <laughs> um, not and, and and pregnancy and, and and all that kind of thing is is apparently very rarely spoken about in Afghan society and by putting it into this show. It was a way to get these messages across to all the young leaders.
1: Can I just say... These
0: uh, young leaders, young mothers.
1: Isn't this fascinating and kind of a complete um, return to the origin of what storytelling actually is for?
0: Yeah. Storytelling was... To moral.
1: To, to sort of teach people and, and fables and myths and things are kind of like ways to explain things that humans don't understand. Mm-hmm. Or to warn and give caution and um, advice to people. Yeah. You know, like the the moral of the tale, you know, the, the fox and the, I mean, the, the hare and the tortoise mm. and the, what was it, the fox eating the grapes and falling in the river or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I love that story. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what, that's like... That, fox
0: and the crow. It, it
1: really is such an ancient tradition, almost, you know, as long as humans have been able to communicate with each other, we've told each other stories and those stories have had a message yeah. in them. And, and, and Soap and is just a
0: modern... Yeah, yeah iteration of that. There was another one uh, uh, called Soul City, which is a South African soap, and this is a UK support it, I think, like BBC funded or something like that. Um, and it, this was run by public health activists, and that had also, like, HIV, rape because of those being particularly hot topics uh, in South uh, um, Africa. And this was watched by over 70% of the population. One survey found that among viewers who watched it, um, condom use was um, like... 70% after the programme had been on versus 19% of people who didn't watch it. So it made a massive, massive difference having these characters. Yeah. Uh, and, and and Coronation Street wasn't necessarily... It wasn't specifically put together to tell issues, but it just goes to show the power that soap can have to we, change people's thinking.
1: We can't help ourselves. Humans can't help ourselves. We We want to... We want to share our thoughts and opinions mm. with each other, and you know that can be very benign and beneficial.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. No- nothing you've said here is a sin is sinister, but you know that there are things that you might call a soap in some countries that are used to drive um, propaganda and division amongst people to tell people these are your enemies. These people are horrible. You know. It's you yeah. know. I'm not going to say too much more about that, but there are there's massive potential mm.
0: Mm.
1: for and that's why I think sometimes soaps have um oh, can be a bit you know, wary or cautious. Like for example with the story um with Smear and his um organ donation mm. where they wanted to have him die. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um and, and the, they basically the got table. told
1: don't do that. And that that would be an example of how Coronation Street could have a negative impact Mm. for an issues-based storyline inadvertently
0: yeah. without
1: even realising. So this great responsibility that they have, sometimes it will affect a story and, and uh, the direction the story can take might be influenced by is this in the interest of the public good? And how much does Coronation Street actually really need to concern itself with that, Mm. you know, arguably not at all. But actually, in reality, yes, quite a great deal they are responsible for what they put out into the world. Yeah. And that's why people can rightfully get annoyed when they get things wrong
0: sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So something else I was just thinking when I was talking about that South African one about HIV being... um... An issue. That's an, that's another one that I guess is Coronation Street has touched on ever so slightly with Seb being HIV positive. And I think from the people that watched Corrie in recent years, I think Seb's diagnosis uh, of of being HIV positive did make people realise it's a very different condition Situation. to how it was back in the eighties. And I think I think yeah. I think it's EastEnders was maybe quite good at, the, at that. There was a character um, who had HIV back then to try and show people no, it's
1: well, I mean, as a child of the 80s, um, HIV and AIDS are, you know, the most horrific, scary... Yeah. ...you know, uh, fatal diseases you can possibly imagine. Mm. But, um, you know, when you watch Seb's storyline, you realise, actually, yeah. you can live with this. And yeah. it's not curable, but it's manageable. Mm. And it's um, very important message to because people can be ignorant can't they and oh. and scared of things that they that, that um and, and lash out against things that they that worry them
0: yeah yeah so back speaking of EastEnders as well I think that because Coronation Street hasn't really done that great a job with other LGBT stories aside from Hayley what? there's never been that many gay characters or, or time being well, given are, to them or, there are or lots get of gay men at the moment yeah but it, but but Coronation to it was very late in the game to that. Whereas EastEnders, on the other hand, they had was it EastEnders or was it Brookside? If I remember, me. that had the first gay kiss back in the eighties. Um, and they and still I'm, haven't and that, had a gay
1: wedding in Coronation no, no. Street. And, and, if I was the producer, that would be my first thing. Yeah, I'd go. Who who can we marry off?
0: But I think in EastEnders there was like people in the 80s writing to the to the papers and everything saying this is shocking. there's yeah. been a gay kiss on EastEnders, and then but there's like degenerates. Well, we're going to do it again, and like by the time they kiss for the third time, people were like kind of used to it. So
1: and that's when it all went wrong
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> No. So, but it's um, true though isn't it, it yeah. honestly
1: it's true this is what I'm saying people who get shocked about homophobia who aren't gay you know think it's a paradise and a, a wonderful world of acceptance it's not been that long since just shouting gay at something mm. was a joke on television that everybody laughed at mm. or you know a gay character being a punchline Yeah. yeah so It's not just soaps that have helped with that, but certainly seeing something and knowing you don't have to be scared of it and it's not going to kill you to watch two people at all of any gender kissing because I don't agree with it myself. (laughs) But it's... And, you know, people... Like I was saying about propaganda, I'm sure there are people who have very fundamentalist opinions about that would say this is actually propaganda and it is poisoning children's minds because it can be very convincing it it really does persuade you that it's fine because it is fine Mm. but you see what i'm saying like depending on what um perspective you come to it from
0: yeah but it it, it depends on the the quality of the acting and the performances and the writing and everything about how good a job it's going to do so i I think kind of Mm cycling back to byron's original question which had the most of which brought back the most awareness and had the biggest effect on people's views. I still would say that for Coronation Street, Hayley's story is by far the number one. And also, interestingly, Hayley's final story about when she took her own life, that was quite big. I think that was... Yeah. I, I remember that being on the front page of the papers. Yeah. And, and that seems, you know, only six, seven, eight years down the line almost inconceivable for a, a story issue from Coronation Street to make the front pages like that it's all just about what the celebs are up to now rather than the actual stories but um, e- even if certain stories don't make these obvious rapid changes to societal beliefs like Hayley's one did I think there is yeah the, the underlying drip feed of uh, of people's ideas changing which helps acceptance and understanding of these things
1: One thing I want to say um, that I think that is kind of invisible in Coronation Street and it's not really necessarily an issues based storyline and I don't think that Coronation Street has ever consciously done this on purpose but the focus on women throughout its history from the very beginning of the show is actually a fairly revolutionary concept in a world where you know the Vetchdale test where you have does this story have two women who have a conversation, who are named characters at any point during this movie or program that isn't about a man and how many things, how many pieces of fiction or art have failed that test throughout the years. Coronation Street, you know, from the very beginning.
0: That is right. It's, it's helped give women a voice, hasn't it? It's
1: given people, a, it's given women a voice and it's represented women in all different types. Um, from from the start, in a world when, re- you know, really we were a lot, oftentimes, the token character or a side character or the wife or the girlfriend or the mother, mm. um, I'm not going to say it's been perfect, <laughs> but I really do wonder how much longer it would have taken us to really get stories for ourselves as women, told by women.
0: Had it not been for... Had it not
1: been for things like Coronation yeah. Street that showed strong female characters, who were free to make mistakes and do things scandalous and and be prim and proper as well you know there are so many different types of women on that show mm. it's i i really would love to know if anybody has done any kind of like study or dissertation or writing about the representation of women in Coronation Street because i think that it's significant
0: mm. yeah a significant
1: if- contribution to portraying women real women's real lives.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. It's and not necessarily an issue. And, it, and it's
0: not a storyline, it's just the way the story is it, is it. But if you if you can give Corrie a bit of credit for that, then maybe that's the that's the biggest one that it's contributed to, although it's obviously riding a wave of change that was happening in the 20th century anyway. Yeah. But um
1: well, you know, you say that.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I mean it's it's definitely definitely Well, it's helped. not like
1: Corrieish came up with the idea.
0: No. But, it, but
1: isn't it this is the kind of thing you're saying... So, you know, I've said this before about um, certain things are invisible to you because you are in them and you cannot see. So that's why I find it really fascinating when, like, foreign viewers or listeners of the podcast write and tell us or ask us a question that I never would have predicted that they would not have known or have had a question about because I'm just so immersed in British culture that I cannot see how it is different from anywhere else. Mm. And sometimes somebody ha- from the outside has to come in and say this is actually what's going on or sees, sees it from a different perspective. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. Does that answer your
0: question? That, that. What do
1: we reckon is the biggest one then? What's the biggest issues-based storyline? Yeah, I, yeah definitely, definitely, I think
0: it's Hayley It's, it's, it's got to be. But yeah, I think mentioning Sarah Lou as well was a good call as well as a
1: well as a second. I, I'm, that's kind of my pet one because um, you remember it at school. I know, remember it, it being was, at no? school because that was yeah.
0: when when we were when we were, we we're the same age as Sarah Louise, pretty much, aren't we? If you're a few years. Is she thirty-five? <laughs> I think she is actually 35 well, she's the same age as me Um, anyway, what do you think listeners have we missed yeah, anything what, else out is there
1: anything that you like heard about or something that affected you or you think that people talked about because well, I don't have friends I don't know what people talk about at work I don't go to work tell me what people were talking about and if you think that anything has actually had a real measurable impact on society as a whole. And
0: should soaps be doing that anyway or should they just be about fun and money? You can't
1: and... not do it. I honestly don't think it's possible unless you're doing, you know, an American style soap. Sorry to, <laughs> sorry to yeah, disparage that's... them. But I don't They're remember... A kettle of fish, aren't I don't they? remember um, ever anybody saying what we need really in this country is somebody to address the issue of demonic possession in hospitals because <laughs> it's getting out of control.
0: <laughs> I think with that... <laughs> We'll call it a day,
1: I really enjoyed that that I, I think I we did I think that. we and rallied think, in the second half,
0: I think we did, so apologies to Clara for not giving the best answers thought that you. we
1: were going to smash that one, and we just
0: I know we had that that was a great question as well. We just didn't have much inspiration Fair. there yeah. um
1: well, I, maybe if we watch the movie, we can uh, do a redux
0: yeah we if you want to witter on for a little bit, we might have a few comments from our patrons because we did ask about this on our patreon website. Um, Je- oh here we go. We've got um, Rebecca suggested Jenny being lady of the manor, and either her or well, either her or Annie, and uh, well, yeah, Nancy agreed as well. But the Earl, Nancy says, should be Adam or Steve. The, uh, Adam adding, or
1: Steve. I don't
0: know whether I like the idea of Steve's- Adam.
1: Adam is very much a kind of um, Wuthering Heights kind of tortured hero, who's going to be. Problems, you know. He he knocks up the chambermaid, doesn't he? He's mm. the one. He's the wild card. He's the guy who racks up gambling debts in London and then escapes to Bedfordshire mm. to to hide from his from his debtors, and uh, like quickly marry the local lord's daughter so he can get his hands on her money <laughs> to pay <laughs> pay off his debts. Kind of a guy. And Steve is just you know, God knows. I mean, what era, Steve, are we talking? Because maybe when he was younger. He yeah w- he could have been not anymore he definitely would be the sort of person who'd go for go playing poker in a debauched um uh, rum soaked evening out on the town and then wake up with no trousers on <laughs> and then have to hide the scandal from lady bonbon
0: i bon. <laughs> uh, Mate, what I want them to do one year is to have. Because it's it, like either for Comet Relief or you know when they say Tech Santa or something, yeah. it's just little skits. So, um, yeah, yeah, ma- yeah. maybe one day we will get to see this the Coronation Street cast transplanted into the world of Downton Abbey. But for now, but they already Santa kind of we, did get a little
1: bit transplanted, didn't they? Because we got Liam and Liam
0: we, we got Zoe, yeah, we got Dr. Gaddis, yeah, we got um, wasn't um, wasn't Connie in it as well, Jack's. Jack's women. I don't know. There were quite a there. lot of people that actually ended there. up
1: in in Downton Abbey from Coronation Street, but it's the same as saying, look at all these people mm, that are in the, the bill. The bill
0: yeah. <laughs> right, I think we're done. Should we should we call it a day? There, it is a school night, and it's twenty two eleven, eleven, so I need to get this uploaded for the world to listen to and we must shake share our, heads too.
1: our ideas about gay footballers and and uh, chambermaids.
0: Exactly. And um, so, yeah, with that, we'll, we'll finish it off. Like I said, at the top end of the podcast, if you want to send us an email, we are conversationstreet at gmail.com or you can tweet us or Facebook us or whatever you fancy. Um, or, or not you can just wait around for our next episode which will be out this weekend where we'll talk about all the goings on what happened in Weatherfield this week, this week. Has it is it still you. keeping up that quality that we've been enjoying through March we'll just have to wait and see but yes for now goodbye from me goodbye,
1: goodbye from, from her. her
0: and Abby who you may well have heard um, the contribution from during this episode because she's been purring away merrily for the last hour or so but <laughs> Yes, goodbye, everybody. See you um, next hang time. Hang on. Wait. Laura
1: Carmichael of that's Downton Abbey that's... fame, by the way, was born in Southampton, as was Rishi Sunak. So Thanks it's not just that. Benny Hill that's from here. Or, say, me.
0: Great. OK, thank that's you. That's
1: my most important contribution. And on contribution. that
0: bombshell, we'll end it there. <gasps> goodbye, everybody. Bye. The music of this episode came from podcastthemes.com.